Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod FIFA World Cup Special. Jimmy Buckley with you. Joined by Sam Williams in the studio. Sam, and welcome, mate. We've had a couple of days to breathe, finally, during the World Cup. There was a fair weekend last weekend. Obviously, the soccer is playing at 6am, tested everybody. But we got through it. We've had a chance to get a little bit more sleep back, rejuvenate and go again this weekend. Absolutely, we have. And since we last spoke, Morocco beats Spain on penalties. Can you believe it? I can, Bucko, because I told our loyal punters to back the draw. You did. $3.80, I think, by memory. Yeah, yeah, well done. Nil so all. there was most certainly... I wasn't confident that they'd be able to knock them off, but there was an air that I felt they could defend well enough to get some sort of result or put the pressure on the Spanish, and they did that. And, and the thing, the beautiful thing about this is that we're learning more and more about desert theory as we go. On this occasion, it told us that teams that grow up in the desert or that are players that belong to a country that does have a lot of desert making up their nation, very good at penalties. And we saw that uh, in that Morocco-Spain game. Morocco won that shootout 3-0. Spain couldn't even put a single one past them despite their coach in the lead-up to that game claiming that they'd been practising penalties like they were going out of fashion. It didn't matter at all. And a nice little Penenka dink, slow, chippy penalty to finish the game off and that Moroccan crowd. There was about 40,000 of them there and they went absolutely ballistic. So great to see. And it does show that at times you can practice these things too much and sometimes you you can get in your own own head and sometimes going into these things and and a penalty kick is such a mental game, being able to approach it with a fresh train of thought and you see a lot of the time a confident player just puts the ball down and bangs it home sometimes you can practice these things too much and, and get inside your own head and overthink things when the Moroccans you know they worried about getting there and then knock three in the back just to take this down a rugby league train for a moment with goal kicking I guess goal kicking can be a confidence game as well so when you're on you probably just think you can't miss but if you spray a couple from a pretty handy positions and all of a sudden, you know, do you get a bit jittery when you when you stood up there behind the ball looking over it? It's amazing how much confidence plays a part, especially in goal kicking. Some days it could be the most howling wind you've ever come across and you just know that you're going to knock it over. It's just a, a wonderful mindset to be in. And then, as you said, sometimes there's times when you miss a couple. I think the big thing for a goal kicker is making sure you rely on what you your routine is all about. There's nothing else out there apart from the weather at times that changes. You don't have an opposition trying to take the ball off you or whatever it might be. So if you get your routine set down and and do it well, I think it, you know, you go into every kick confident. But you know, maybe with these players, they've over practiced or overthought their routine. When you know, take three steps back and two to the right and come in and bang it into the top corner. Whatever your routine might be. That's what you need to rely on in the, in the big games. Yeah, the Spanish, I think they can learn a lot from the way Morocco approached that shootout and they can learn a lot from desert theory. Uh, so well done, Sammy, on getting that one up for the punters. I tipped Switzerland to beat Portugal. They were narrowly defeated 6-1 in that game. So uh, just slightly missed the boat there. <laughs> and uh, an update on cage lion theory. Well, it turned into benched lion theory. The Portuguese coach, fair play to him, he benched his superstar... And then Gonzalo Ramos came on and just banged in a hat-trick in his place. So I wonder how Cristiano felt about all that. 
Uh, it was wonderful to see a coach backing himself at the biggest stage. And he's, as you said, the caged lion coming off the bench. It just cages him even more, doesn't it? <laughs> These big games, I'll tell you what. He comes on for the last 15. You can just see him scoring and then scoring again and going off his lid and reminding everyone why he is the best in the world. <laughs> Unbelievable. The BBC wrote an interesting article too, which they titled Cristiano Ronaldo, the superstar nobody wants. So... There you go. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Ronaldo had a read of that. Look, we have four games to preview here. Huge weekend coming up. Two on Saturday morning, two on Sunday morning, and it starts with Croatia versus Brazil. Last World Cup's runner-up in Croatia are paying $9.50 here. The draw, $4.75. And this year's World Cup favourites, Brazil, paying $1.36 after their dismantling of South Korea the other day. What do you make of this one, Sammy? I think we're getting to the stage of the tournament where some of these games earlier on and the easier lead up, I think, is going to play a big effect. When you're backing up so quickly in such high intense environments against the best in the world, it has to catch up to you at some point. So Brazil, I think they had a, a very soft round of 16 match versus South Korea. They had a, an opportunity to take it a fraction easy and rest some of the bodies. I think we've seen some of the bigger scores of late the effect that the climate having on these tired legs and the notion that playing your big games early on as opposed to building into it is starting to come to fruition. Croatia's match ending in that penalty shootout against Japan, the the intensity of that match, I just think it makes it really hard to recover. And not only recover, but you go home and you instead of, you know, after a, a decimation, you go home and the head hits the pillow and you go to sleep and you're happy days when you wake up after a match that goes to extra time and you've got every person in the country trying to get hold of you, I think your head's spinning and you're looking at the roof for a lot of time and sleep's so important in this environment and I think that that's going to come back to to, bright, to uh, bite Croatia and I think Brazil will be too, too good at $1.36. That price is justified. I think I quite like Brazil to win by two or more goals paying $2. I, I think you're right there. Brazil have probably slept fairly well so far this World Cup. They, they've... I'm not going to say gone under the radar, but the I think other teams have probably attracted more headlines and, and they've just sat back and done their thing and they're warming into it very nicely and they seem to improve with every every time we see them. They do and look, I mentioned it earlier, but when you're playing in these sort of games, in, these, in this climate, it has to make a difference at the back end. When we're talking about 1% and 2% is the difference between these top teams, you can't tell me that this isn't going to help them in the back end of this tournament. Now, the big one. The Netherlands versus Argentina. The Netherlands paying $3.60. The draw at $3.05. And Argentina, $2.25. Fresh off vanquishing the Socceroos. These two teams met in the World Cup semi-finals of 2014 when Argentina narrowly prevailed before going on to lose the final to Germany. And I think that the Netherlands and Argentina played at the 1978 World Cup final as well, won by Argentina, their first of two World Cups. What do you make of this one, Sam? I think there's going to be some goals, and then I think it'll be an entertaining game. I've got a couple of stats for you, Bucko. Messi, he's scored in three of his last four games at this World Cup. Argentina... Seven of their last nine, there's been over two and a half goals scored. Both teams have scored in two of the three Dutch games. So I reckon Argentina to qualify and both teams to score at $3.50. That's where I'm playing. So Argentina go through, 
but we get both teams to score and we multi it together three dollars fifty i think you're probably onto something there argentina they're an interesting one that they lose to saudi arabia they get past the socceroos probably not as convincingly as most people thought they would have but they're the kind of side that will almost drop themselves or raise themselves to the level of their opposition. You know that their ceiling is almost as high as anyone in the world. You know that Messi's been there before. He knows what to do. A lot of his teammates are in the same boat. And we also know that the Dutch, as good as they are, have never won a World Cup final. I tend to agree with you there, mate. This is a huge game because Brazil potentially await Argentina in the semi-final. And... They would like nothing more than to go out there and knock out Brazil and force their way into a World Cup final. I will say this, we, we are massive proponents of desert theory on the podcast in Argentina, along with Morocco. They're the two left in this World Cup who can benefit from desert theory. We've mentioned the Patagonian desert on previous podcasts, and I think it is the eighth largest in the world. Look, fascinating country geographically, Argentina. Not only do they have that Patagonian desert, but they've got the Andes Mountains, they've got Las Pampas, they've got everything in between, they've got glaciers. It's a, it's a beautiful place. The Netherlands is probably just a bit geographically drab for mine, <laughs> if I'm honest, and I think that's going to let them down in this quarterfinal. And it's amazing when you read these stats, and we obviously come up with a lot of numbers and data and stats here at Racing and Sports, but no one ever mentions a drab country. <laughs> I think we're missing, missing a real cue here. Uh, we'll, we'll know after the weekend anyway. We certainly will. I'll tell you what, mate. You grow up playing football in Argentina. You know what you're doing. That's how they learn. So let's get on that. Both teams to score, yes, but Argentina to qualify. $3.50, a nice little same-game multi there. We move on to Sunday morning, Morocco versus Portugal. Morocco, $5.60, the draw, $3.50, and Portugal with the benched line at $1.68. We get Desert Theory versus Caged slash Benched Lion Theory here. Sammy, what do you make of this? Well, I know this is our World Cup final. This is the one that we've been building towards. We're just, we can't believe that this matchup has actually occurred. A little bit like the, the Brazil and the Croatia game, Portugal's had a, had a, uh, a fairly easy last game and, and they're, you know, they're probably freshened up a little bit out of that. Uh, I think Morocco played their grand final versus Spain, their World Cup final. I, I think that so much went into that and, and the emotion and everything that comes with it, it's very, very hard to then back up again. Portugal, look, they're they're um, they're a really good attacking side. We saw the other night again how how good they were. They've scored in each game of this World Cup and twelve in total, so they're humming. Morocco's defense is really holding up. They're they're clean sheets seven of their last eight games. So there's a lot a lot to be said about their defense. A lot to be said against the Portugal attack. So for me, I think it's Portugal to win to nil at two dollars forty five. $2.45 for Portugal to win this game to nil. Now, you mentioned on a previous podcast there that, that this Moroccan this Moroccan side don't tend to they don't tend to generate huge amounts of shots on target. So I guess their expected goals are fairly low compared to some of their opposition. They've been relying on their physicality. I'm looking forward to seeing how this Portuguese flair matches up against that Moroccan physicality. And I'm also looking forward to seeing just how much further Desert Theory can take Morocco. Now, some good and bad news for Moroccans. Bad news probably for, you know, the state of the country, but 
potentially good news for the football teams. That Morocco is one country, yet one of several in Africa, where desertification is a real threat. So this effectively is the continued land degradation due to the proximity of the desert and the effect that it can have on the soil and so on and so forth. And this is a major issue for a number of countries in Africa, as I mentioned, uh, especially those whose borders are Sahara adjacent or who are located mostly within the Sahara. So countries like Sudan, Nigeria, Chad, Mali, even Burkina Faso could all be set for major improvements in their on-field performance should FIFA persist with their policy of playing major tournaments in desert regions. Now, we saw how well Senegal did this year. They probably fall under a similar category. Now, whether that helps Morocco against Portugal, we're yet to find out. But it has been working incredibly well over the course of this World Cup. They have thrived in the Qatari heat, in the Qatari conditions, and their fans have just grown over the course of this tournament, which is fantastic. I reckon they've picked up a few now from Tunisia, from Senegal, from Ghana, from all of these African nations that have fallen by the wayside, Cameroon too. And they are the feel-good story now of this World Cup. I think everyone out there across the globe that is not Portuguese is going to be on this Morocco wagon. That's right, Mike. I, I, I just think it's a wonderful story. And you mentioned some countries there earlier in your spiel that I've never heard of. <laughs> I never even knew that they existed, mate. But I've got no doubt that they are, um, they are supporting the Moroccans. And as you said, such a wonderful story about how they've come through this World Cup, some of the teams that they've played against, the heart that they've played with, the physicality, everything that goes in, into liking a sporting team. The Portuguese at times, you know, led by the caged lion, sometimes can turn people off. So... You know, I think it's just it's going to be a very, very interesting game in terms of how much a team can go on heart and how much of this flair can keep kicking. Now, the final game on the Sunday morning, England versus France. Absolutely incredible stuff. You know, we're going back 200 years here. We're going back to the Napoleonic Wars. This is an absolute ripper of a game. Now, England, $3. France, $2.40. The draw, $3.25. France, the defending champions in this World Cup, they've been as impressive as anybody, I would have thought, in this tournament. What have you made of this one? I've gone out on a little bit of a limb here and played. I'll get to it shortly, but this this all up is going to be $12.70. So both teams can score goals. Both teams aren't always the best defensively. France have only had one clean sheet in their last 10 internationals. Both teams have scored in all three of France's matches in this World Cup. And five of England's last seven have seen over two and a half goals. So a draw into two and a half goals is giving you $12.70. I can see maybe two all, three all, something like this. And I know that that price is, it's, it's a really big one, obviously. You get $12.70 in, in, um, in this two-horse war, but... I just think there's going to be goals and I, and I think when it gets close, sometimes you get to that back end of that match and teams tighten up a little bit and they go, let's let's just regroup after the 90 minutes. So I think, yeah, two, two all or three all draw at $12.70. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Okay, so uh, high-scoring draw, potentially going to penalties. Is this the moment then, Sam, that England do finally choke? I thought about that and I did consider throwing in the England choke and having France to win in um, a penalty shootout or end of extra time. 
because it's 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 coming. I just don't know if they scrape through this one, get a build a bit of momentum to the semi final, and then choke. That's my only query. It's not if they'll choke; it's whether it's this match or the next, or even a big final. Well, imagine how's this for a scenario? England go through, Morocco beats Portugal. England versus Morocco in the semi-final. Oh, don't do it to me, Bucko. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Uh, I'd be on the Moroccans hard. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So in summary, huge weekend of football action coming up. Now we're going to go with Brazil. We're, we're both very keen on Brazil. Brazil to win by two or more goals against Croatia is paying $2. The Netherlands versus Argentina. Little same game multi here. Both teams to score yes into Argentina. To qualify, that pays $3.50. Morocco-Portugal. Sam is quite keen on Portugal to win to nil here at $2.45. I'm just going to suggest that you have a little something on Morocco at the $5.60, powered by Desert Theory. And then finally, England versus France. Sam likes a little cheeky same-game multi, a draw into over two and a half goals. So we like a high-scoring draw. That pays $12.70. Certainly plenty a value to be had there. Which one are you looking forward to the most here, Sammy? I think the England and France game for me, as you mentioned, there's just so much history between these two countries and I think there's going to be some goals scored. So I think that, that for me is the big one over the weekend. Yourself? Yourself? No, Argentina, Netherlands for me, mate. Argentina, Netherlands. Let's get Argentina through and let's get that semi-final against Brazil. That would be fantastic. We'll be back with you early next week to wrap up a huge weekend of action. And until then, happy punting.